that's the good stuff. Hey. <clears throat> Doing all right? Last week we talked about the fact that both of us had the stomach bug. Yeah, but I'm fine now, so what's wrong with you? This week I have a cold, and so I sound a little bit froggy. And I'm sorry about that. And also, I'm going to try my best not to cough or sniff or sneeze. But I'm sick. So this is not great. So that's why your voice sounds more more sultry? Yeah. It's really seductive. Either that. I mean, it's like either really seductive or you just smoke like two packs a day. I went to school with a kid. I went to middle school with him. He didn't. He transferred or something to a different school district. But I went to school with a kid whose name was Packaday. But I remember that that was, like, the thing was to make fun of him. Like, Packaday. Yeah, that was... I didn't do that, but I did know kids who made fun of him for that. Not me. He was also, like, super small. Like, very, very short. What is super small for a middle schooler? Like, shorter than everybody. Man, what, how, how tall are you in, like, middle school? Like, four foot? No. I was probably, like, five five. Were you average for a girl? No, I've always been taller. I'm not average for a female. I'm taller. Five five is pretty average for women. But I'm five eight, so I'm taller. But he was really small. Like, really petite. Like, S-M-O-L? That's, I don't know if that's picking up, but that's our landlord's kid running in the background. I thought we would just wait until she was inside. I don't think she's going inside. It's a Friday. She's going to run around outside in the dark. No. That's what they do in Ithaca, New York. No. You just set your kids free for three hours a day. When I was a kid, I used to play this game on my road, which is like real janky, but I would take an office chair... And I, I had a friend who lived on the same road, and we would meet each other outside with this office chair with wheels, and we would go onto the road, and we would take turns pushing each other, running up and down the road. And then when a car would come, we would move the office chair to the side of the road, and we would sit there and wait for the cars to pass, and we would, like, wave at them, and they would laugh at us, presumably, and then we would go back out on the road. And then my mom would have a conniption from the porch, and she would scream that we shouldn't be doing that. It's really hard to tell if, what a person's doing when they're blown by you at, like, 65. Yeah, our road the our road um, speed limit is 55, but it's, like, known for faster than that because it's straight. Uh, there's, like, absolutely no cops. I've never seen a single cop on your road. No, there never are. So I've seen drag racing and stuff like that on our road. So my mom had every reason to yell at us, but we thought it was the most fun because you would run and you would push like the person you were pushing and they would go flying down in this office chair. And when you live in the country and like both your family and their family don't have like a ton of money, you just take an old office chair and you have hours of endless fun. I don't even know how we got to the subject. But it was super fun. Really missing out if you get like a leaf blower and you can just spin around in circles really fast. That would that wouldn't push you. No, it does. You hold it out like sideways. Is and it you blow got it. that much? Yeah. Propulsion. That or like a fire extinguisher will also do it. No. Who around. has extra fire extinguishers? 
You get the ones that are like out of date, like they needed inspection like a month ago. Um, <clears throat> is that my <clears throat> signal? I was supposed to like we're supposed to cut that. Was that was like the eye looking? I was waiting in? for you to stop talking so I could cough so that we wouldn't. No, that's absolutely staying in. So we wouldn't have to edit that out. No, it's absolutely staying in. I was really holding my breath and having a hard time, but I didn't want to cough while you were talking. Also, last week I was really sad because of the cider that I had, and I would just like to update. Well, first of all, we're both having mango drinks. That's kind of weird. Yes, I'm drinking a Southern Tier Mango Crush Session Sour Ale. Yeah, which I picked out for you because I wanted to live vicariously because I can't have that beer, but I wanted to have that beer, so I picked it for you. And I said, I'll buy it for you. I just really want you to drink it. Ale brewed with mango puree and milk sugar. Right, and I'm drinking a cider with mango puree in it and lactose. And milk sugar. But it's by the same company, Graft, which I didn't announce last time because I was hating on them. But I just want to say how much I love Graft. But I'm having a mango graft cider, which I had never had before. And I like this one. It doesn't taste like cough syrup, and I didn't have to pour it down the drain, so I'm pretty happy. So even though I'm sick, I'm happy that I at least like my drink. All right. Remember when you said that hopefully someday we'll be on Spotify? By like... Episode 10. Episode 10, and I was like, that's a silly goal. Was that like two episodes ago? No, that was last episode. Was it? Yeah, I think. And I was like, no way, we'll be on it way before then. Yeah, well, now shameless plug. We're on Spotify and Stitcher and most other apps. Yeah, and we're in the hundreds of views, listens. I keep saying views to people. We're in the hundreds of listens, which is dope. And we're in multiple countries. Multiples of 30, I think I said. You said multiples of 20. 20, okay. We're, we're still multiples of 20. Yeah, we are in, well, maybe not even. I don't know. But anyway... Yeah. Shout out to those of you that are uh, listening from Australia and Denmark and two people in Libya. Thank you, <laughs> Libya. Casual. Anything new happen this week? Um, <clears throat> besides me being sick. No, I don't think so. Uh, nothing new happened. I'm sick again, which is weird because I only get sick like twice a year and it's twice in two weeks. Other than that, not really. Mm, nope. What about you? Mm, no, I don't think so. First week of new job. How do you like it? It's been good so far. Kegged some beer today. Got a growler. as a work perk. Work perk. I don't think I can drink a growler over the weekend, though. You should have had it now. Yeah, but as soon as I open it, I got to like drink it in like a day or two. Otherwise, it like loses carbonation pretty quickly. Really? It's not sealed. I mean, like it's just screwed on, right? It's yeah, not but like it's, it's it's filled all the way to the top, so there's like almost no air in there. Mm. So as soon as you introduce air, you gotta like drink growlers pretty quickly. Got and it. You get like four to five days on them. Got it. Got it. Got it. You're killing it with your March Madness bracket, also. Yeah, I know nothing, almost nothing about NCAA, and yeah. well, that shows by the way you just said that. Literally everybody says NCAA, and you just said NCAA. So yeah, that shows. And yet I'm in first. Yeah, you're in so. first in our pool. Good for you. Doesn't mean anything. It's just it's glory. It's just bragging rights. Glory means a lot these days. Does it? Sure. All right. What you got for me? 
Um, Something exciting? Something depressing? All of the above? One of those. Mm. I can say for sure it's definitely A or B. I don't know well, if it's... Well, every... I don't know if it's C. Every murder is depressing. So, at least B. Um, we are on paper this week. Uh, we're trying to mix it up. So if you hear a little rustling in the background, that's that's that. Either that or the cat. So here we go. I'm going to take you back to the summer of 1971. Summer. Actually, it's April, but end of spring, beginning of summer. In uh, the uh, D.C. area. Hmm. The D.C. metropolitan area. The people's city. Is it the people's city? Yeah. Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah. Sure. I've only been there Everything's once. free. Like museums and things. If you say so, I've only been there in like the eighth grade. Well, my dad is from around there, and he said he didn't understand when he had to pay for like a museum for the first time because everything is free. It's Manhattan, a city probably, for the people. Right? Or Chicago. No, he went other places before he was, like, in grad school. Yeah, well, probably Manhattan then. I don't know where his first museum was outside of D.C. Could have been Baltimore, which is, like, an hour away. Are you sure it's your his daughter? I don't know his first museum trip. Do you know your dad's first museum trip? Exactly. No. But I'm not sure I'm his, so. <laughs> you can never be too sure. So yeah, April uh, 1971, we're going to meet a young Carol Spinks. Spinks? Spinks. Not Sphinx? No, S-P-I-N-K-S. Not Spanx? I don't think Spanx either. Mm. We're Spanx in fashion in the Is 70s. there an X or a K? It's a K. Oh, Spinx. Not Thackeray Binks? Not Thackeray Binks. <laughs> uh, Carol is 13 years old. And she was uh, she was walking to Seven Eleven to get some TV dinners, bread and soda for her younger sister. Her sister was like, "Hey, can you go out and get me some of this? I'm Where really is, hungry." Mm, it's just where's the parent? Why isn't the parent going? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. But on the way on the way to her store, she bumps into her mother. On oh. The, on on the way to the Seven Eleven, and her mom's like, "You really shouldn't be out this late. Like, get home as soon as like come back as soon as you buy all this stuff." Um, she left the store after purchasing all those, uh, the TV dinners, bread, and soda, and she was not seen again for six days. Oh. Six days pass, and she's found by an 11-year-old boy who flagged down police after discovering Carol's body along a grassy embankment near I-295. Oh. Um, she was clothed but missing her shoes. Okay. Uh, police determined she had been raped, strangled, and at the time of discovering her body, she'd been dead for about two to three days. We're just going right, getting in. right into yep. it. Yep. Just going right diving into it. in, diving in. TV dinners to uh, raped and strangled. It's not worth it. Which part? TV dinners. Uh, what's the name of that brand with the penguin? Kid Cuisine. Actually, Kid Cuisine's pretty good. I've never had a TV dinner. They were not allowed at our house. You're missing out. Like Hungry Man, Kid Cuisine, Hungry other... Hungry Man's not a TV dinner. That's for adults, isn't it? It's it says mu- man in it. Yeah. Man-childs can't watch TV <laughs> yeah, and eat dinner. Yeah, but man. Yeah, I mean, it's still oven slash microwavable. Oh, I thought a TV dinner was only for kids. 
I don't think so. I think it's just like an oven slash microwavable. I never can have lunchables either. Uh, you're miss, missing slash not missing out. Or Fruit Loops. So yeah, they found her body, but she had been dead for about two to three days after, or she'd been dead two to three days before being mm-hmm. discovered. Um, and police really didn't have much to go on from there. And it was just kind of continuing on investigating that case. And then months later, uh, July 8th, uh, Darlena Johnson, she was 16 years old. She was she left her house to go to her summer job around 1030 in the morning. Um, in doing so, she walked past Carol's old house. Oh. So she was like blocks away from Carol's, where Carol used to live. Um, but she never made it to work. Mm. So this guy's got a hunting ground. Yeah. Or a girl. A guy or a girl. You I never, can't tell yet. Not really sure. Um, yeah, so like 11 o'clock comes around. She's Her boss is like, where is she? She's never showed up. So somewhere in that 1030 to 11 o'clock hour or right. half an hour, she disappeared. Right. Um, 11 days later, her body was found by a telephone company employee along in, um, in the brush along I-295, about 15 feet from where Carol's body was found. What? Okay. You've got some gall. Is that the term? Gall? You've got some gall. Like brazen? Yeah, if you're willing to just dump the body the same spot and get it from the same spot. A lot of serial killers have dumping grounds. Like, not to say, like, Dexter is, like, the stereotypical serial killer, but I think it's a lot of people are familiar with Dexter. He just, like, dumped the bodies in this one spot in the Miami slash, what did they call it, Mar- Miami Bay or whatever it was. Florida Bay? Sure. And then Ted Bundy also had like a dumping ground, didn't he? I don't know. From what I've seen, like three episodes of Confessions of the Serial Killer or whatever that Netflix series is called. Yeah. So yeah, 15 feet from where Carol's body was found. Darlena was also fully clothed but missing her shoes. And her body was found in advanced decomposition. But coroners were able to determine that strangulation was the cause of death. He's just keeping her their shoes. Yeah, I mean they both missing their shoes for Does whatever he have reason. Have a foot fetish. Either a foot fetish or that's his trophy, his shoes. In the song "Fergalicious" by Fergie, she says something about a shoe fetish, and the first time I heard that, I had only had heard the word fetish in like a sexual <laughs> term, in a sexual way. So I thought she had some sexual relationship with shoes, but it turns out. That she just really liked shoes. But I think... I mean, you can't rule out that Fergie has a foot fetish, though. No, but she's had a shoe fetish. Oh, shoe fetish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, maybe this guy has the same thing. Fergalicious definition. Take... I shouldn't make jokes about shoe fetishism. I really don't. I even recall the lyrics you're referencing. Seriously? No. When does she say, like, I get off on, like, shoes? She doesn't say, I get off on shoes. She says, like, that she needs money to support her shoe fetish. Does she? Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word on it. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, so Darlene's body was found 11 days after she was murdered. Assumedly. You know, assumedly she was picked up and murdered 11 days because that's coroner's founder. She was at advanced stock decomposition. Um, eight days after that, so July 16th. Uh, Brenda Crockett, she's 10 years old. Um, she's walking to the store to get dog food and paper for her father. Paper? 
Yeah, I just saw paper. I don't know if that means the pa- paper. The paper. The paper. Paper towel. Printer paper. Printer paper. <laughs> I just saw paper. Actually, I confusing her with another victim. I, it's I don't know who she was getting dog food and paper for. The next girl she was going to get paper and or groceries for her father. Um, after not coming back for three hours, her mother went out to check for her. You know, like, it shouldn't take a 10-year-old three hours to get dog food But why are you sending your 10-year-old? It's the 1970s. Still. Everyone else, I don't know. Either they're working nights or something. They're like, can you just go get this? And it's a more trusting time period. Right. The 70s were pretty big for serial killers, so. Right. Nobody was aware of that until the 80s. Right. Um, So, yeah, she didn't come back for three hours, and her mother went out to check on her. Brenda's sister stayed behind with her mother's boyfriend. Um, while her mother was out looking for her, the house phone rang, and uh, the other line, when they picked up, Brenda was on the other line crying, saying that a white man picked her up and that she's heading home in a cab. Wait, is she white? No. All these uh, all these I didn't mention earlier, all these, all these uh, victims are black. Oh, I was going to say, you might not specify that if you're white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the uh, all the people on the so talking, she's but... calling, and she said that a white man has picked her up in a van. Yeah, and that she's now heading heading home in a cab. Interesting. Um, do cabs have those like phones? Do you think the ones that are attached to the dash? They may have in the seventies, like uh, limousines. I don't yeah. know if they still do. They used to though. Yeah. Um, Brenda mentioned that she thought she might be in Virginia, which. Some people found unlikely because this is the area in Virginia she mentioned was about 200 miles from, from where she lived. Oh. And she'd only be gone for three hours. And that's unless they're doing like 80. I was going to say, if she just said that she was in Virginia, that's totally believable. But if she said a specific place. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the sources that I found, she didn't. I didn't see her mentioning a particular place. But I saw people pointed out that where she said she thought she was was about 200 miles from But you got to say, lived. like... When I was a ten-year-old, I, I had no idea Bad where at estimating. I had no idea where anything was. I I wouldn't be able to tell you. I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. So she could have said that. Yeah. I mean. Um. Yeah. So two hundred miles away, it was only three hours. They found that unlikely, and police um, would later go on to think or believe that this was a lie that the killer told her to say, so that, like he can give himself more time and throw the police off his trail. A couple minutes later, the phone rang again, and Brenda's mother, or Brenda's mother's boyfriend, answered this time. And Brenda repeated what she had said that a white man had picked her up um, in a van. Um, and then she also added, "Did my mother see me?" Huh. So, so he's feeding her lines. That, or she actually saw her mother like out looking for her. It's hard to say. Weird. What happened? I mean, that's that if it, if she was being fed lines, then that's one thing. But if she was like close enough to see her mother like go by, like frantically looking for her daughter that's been missing for three hours, that's another, another thing. Well, he's been dumping them near their houses, sort of, right? Yeah. So probably he didn't take them far away. Hmm. And so maybe he saw that, but also maybe he was feeding lines. Which would also, if, if he was aware of who his mother was, he's been staking out this house or these girls for a couple of days, learning their schedules and their family and stuff. Right. Um, this was then followed by uh, footsteps in the background, and then Brenda said, I'll see you, and then hung up. 
creepy. Um, a couple hours later, Brenda's body was found by a hitchhiker along, along Route 50. Um, she was on her back with this, this scarf that had strangled her still around her neck. Uh, she was fully clothed, no shoes, and had been raped. So at this point, um, this guy's killed a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Oof, oof, oof. Okay, trophies. Yeah, shoes for whatever reason, or his trophies maybe he's taking something else. Um, oh, well, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I just don't, I was going to say like IDs, but 13 or 10 to 16 year olds probably are taking something else. Carrying IDs. But he's taking something else. Yeah, he, he did. Um, a couple months later, October 1. October 1st, so last, the last time this guy attacked was July 16th, and then next time is October 1st. Um, I did not look up to Sarah how to pronounce her name. I should have. It's Nino Moshia Yates, N-E-N-O-M-O-S-H-I-A. Moshe? Nino Moshe Yates. Probably. She's 12 years old. Um, she left home around 7 o'clock to get groceries. Also black? Yes, all these all these girls will be black. Right. Um, she left around seven o'clock to get groceries. PM? Uh, yeah, seven o'clock at night. Sorry. The grocery store was at the end of her street, so maybe a block she had to walk. Maybe uh-huh. probably less than that. Um, she went for her father. Um, she made the purchase, but never made it back home. How? Like, these are such random events. He's just got to be just staring. Yeah, I mean, it probably leads to him like staking out these girls for a while either he lives in the area or he's just familiar really familiar because he because works there and that's something you would not know that on like thursday night at 7 p.m her she's dad's gonna, gonna ask her to go yeah out groceries. he's just he's just on a stakeout he's picked this girl and he's like waiting for a perfect time oh lord um hours later her body was found by a hitchhiker along pennsylvania avenue now i'm not sure how long pennsylvania avenue is i just associate that with the white house i don't know yeah, I don't know how far that stretches in either direction. I couldn't even tell you that's where the White House was. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I have no idea. It was history. I hate history. 11th grade. 10th grade? 11th grade. Uh, 11th? Yeah. 12th grade was government. Government. And economics. And economics. New York Regents school system. Regents? I was in honors. Didn't you take AP? U.S. history? AP physics. Well, okay, but you didn't take AP U.S. history? No. I didn't either. My U.S. history, we watched Forrest Gump and various other movies. Forrest Gump? What about U.S. history? Is that... A lot about Forrest Gump is about U.S. history. Is it? I he goes know. to Nam. There's the AIDS crisis. He invests in Apple. He does various other things. He goes and plays, like, ping pong in, like, South Korea or something. What about that is all U.S. history? He invents the smiley face logo, which of it then go I've on. I've seen that movie once, and honestly, I didn't really love it. And the smiley face logo would eventually go on to be used against, or used by, uh, what's his name? Happy Face Killer. I probably shouldn't say that I don't love Forrest Gump. That it's a probably is a, classic. That's probably an, un- um, an um, unpopular opinion. Probably. I know that my U.S. history teacher... Didn't have a full thumb. That's all I remember. 
What do you blow up with? Like a firecracker or something? I don't know. I don't remember. He was also from Gloversville, New York. Ironic. Yeah. I don't remember anything else from that class. Yeah, I really took away the lessons that they taught. Clearly. Oh, I also had the biggest head. We measured our heads. Because back in the day, they thought the bigger the head, the smarter you were. And I had the biggest head in the class. Even bigger than my teacher, who was like six foot something. What was that called? Phrenology? Something like that. They could also believe that like the size of your head measurements could determine if you would be a criminal or not. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like you take like a caliper and like squeeze different parts of your head to determine. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have a big head. So big. You didn't keep the your, biggest. You didn't keep your ego in check. The biggest head there was. Anyway. I mean, obviously you didn't keep your ego in check. You're here making a podcast. so. Yeah, I just want people to listen to me talk when I'm sick. Yeah, I was listening to an episode of uh, My Favorite Murder today, and they're like, you don't like make a podcast because, like, they were saying you, you do make it because, like, it's like a self-indulgent kind of thing. People, like, ask, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I got a podcast. It's not like something you're, you're really bragging about. It's just like, I'm doing a podcast kind of thing on the side. Hmm. Uh, Nino Moshia. Moshia. Is it two names? Is her name just Nino? N-E-N-O. M-O-S-H-I-A. But is it like... Then Yates. Okay, but her name... Okay, anyway. Um, her body was found along Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, she was fully clothed, no shoes, raped and strangled, and her body was still warmed when discovered. <sighs> so that hitchhiker had just missed her, or just missed him. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. Um, it was after this murder that the police... Uh, started to believe that they, there was a work of a serial killer in the area. What is this, number four? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then some uh, local newspapers started adopting the moniker of the, the freeway killer. Huh. Um, or the freeway phantom. Interesting. Um, some neighbors also revealed after the fact that uh, they saw Nino Moshia. Nino Moshia. Uh, getting into a blue Volkswagen, but they didn't think anything of it because that was the same model of car that her father's wife had. Huh. Um, and then a grocery clerk also said that he found the same items that she had purchased, which was flour, sugar, and paper plates, abandoned on the side of the street minutes after she left. The store. Yeah. So she bought the stuff and then just got grabbed. Yeah. Not great. Oh... <sighs> This has got to be racially charged. Either racially or female. Well, maybe probably both, mm. but it's got to be racially charged. Um, a month later, so on November 15th, so Nino Machia was last seen October 1st. So yeah, a month later, Brenda Woodward, she's 18 years old. Um, she was leaving her home to go to an evening class at high, at her high school. She went out with a classmate for dinner afterwards. Uh-huh. Um, the two parted ways when she needed to switch a bus to make, be able to make it home on time. She was then found around five in the morning by a police officer. Uh, she was in the grass along with the Baltimore Washington Parkway. Um, I don't know how familiar any of these, anyone listening is with Washington DC geography, but the first two were along I-295. And then Route 50 
and then Pennsylvania Avenue, and now the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, and I'm just going to assume that they're in the same general area. I never saw images or a map of the various murder uh-huh. locations or murder discovery locations. They all seem at least like... Uh, Along highways or Not something. highways, but populated streets. Mm. It's not like... Where a lot of people would see some guy throwing a body out of a car or Yeah, something. it's not like a, just like a cul-de-sac or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Five o'clock by a police officer. She was fully clothed, but wearing black boots. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. She's got her shoes on. Yep. She was raped and stabbed six times. She was stabbed and not strangled. Mm-hmm. This does not sound like the same guy. It's possible it wasn't, but police also believe that because she was an older girl, you know, she was she was able to fight back more. So then the guy's like, well, I was used to like 10-year-olds, yeah. so now I got to like really put the force on and but, I got to stab her. But he could still take the shoes. Yeah, I don't know if because he just like stabbed a woman a bunch of times that he's like so frazzled he's used to like strangling right. people that... right. In her pocket, she had a note that read, quote, This is tantamount to my insensitivity to people, especially women. I will admit to others when you catch me, if you can. Freeway Phantom. And he dashed it, so free-way Phantom. I was like, why did you say freeway like that? Yeah. That's weird. Oh. Um, the note was in Brandis' handwriting, so police believe that he made her write this. And then that's possibly why she was stabbed, because she's like, this guy's probably going to kill me. He's making me write this note. I'll, I got to like plan my attack and fight back against this guy. Otherwise, I'm going to die. So she got like had time to mentally prepare uh, against her, against her attacker. That's pompous. I don't like it when they leave notes like, <laughs> you can't catch me. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like any of it, but I don't like it when they do that. I mean, like the Zodiac did the same thing. It's like, here, look at this like really elaborate cryptic cipher i gave you if you can if you can like decipher it my name's at the very end of it yeah, i don't like it when you get to that part it's just a bunch of random letters that don't make any goddamn sense because they're jackasses but the zodiac still has never been caught so a couple months later a couple months go by uh september 5th and this is now 1972 so this is this murder serial killer has been going on for a year a year and a half mm-hmm. um the killer would struck it strike again for his final time um against uh, Diane Williams. She was 17 years old. Uh, most of Diane's nights were spent with her boyfriend. They would just be hanging out, and afterwards he would walk her to the bus stop and like kiss her goodnight, and she would get on a bus, and that would be the end of her night. Right. Um, that night, she never made it home. Uh, she, he, she walked her to the bus stop, but somewhere in between there, she got grabbed. Um, a trucker found her body in a grassy... Uh, bit or grassy side of I-295. She was clothed barefoot, but her shoes were near her body. She was raped and strangled. Fuck, sorry. You said barefoot. Yes, I did say barefoot. (laughs) I'm sorry. Barefoot. (laughs) I should be barefoot. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So this will lead you to mean like Brenda Brenda Woodward, the vic- previous victim. She had her shoes, and now Diane Williams is one year younger. But yeah, um, a year a year younger, um, a couple months later. But she 
was barefoot, but her shoes were left near her body. So is it the same guy or is it a copycat? Oh, man. Please tell me you're going to tell me. I'll tell you something. Police recovered semen from her, her clothes, but they initially believed it to be her boyfriend's because they thought, you know, she's had like a pretty long time boyfriend. They probably had sex the night before or like the, before they separated ways. Yeah. Um, they apparently didn't. So for whatever that's worth. Um, the, that sample just like they did nothing with well, for a really long time. They're just like, this is probably the boyfriend's. Don't even test it. Don't worry about it. Did they have the... Yeah. They had the sample, yeah. Um, that sample was eventually sent to Maryland State Police, who then sent it to the FBI, who then sent it back to Maryland after years of not testing it. They just kept it and did nothing with it. Good. Good, um, good, good, good. And apparently since then, the DNA from that test has never been tested officially or what? been able to be located. It's just gone. Okay, but... We're going to reach a conclusion? We're going to reach a conclusion. Okay, good. Um, I can't. I can't with the unknowns. So throughout the scope of this investigation, investigators would also go on to find uh, carpet fibers, green carpet fibers on five out of the six victims. Okay. Um, that's just another thing to keep in the back of your mind. But as I mentioned before, you know, like Maryland police sent, had the sample. They sent it to the FBI. The FBI did nothing with it and then they got lost. Um, apparently the DC police files on this case were also lost in <laughs> some kind of shakeup or something going on in the bureau. Great. Um, so years go by and a detective, uh, Trainum, T-R-A-N-I-U-M, Tranum, he would work to rebuild the case files from notes from the FBI and Maryland State Police and Prince George's County Police. Um, Trainum would work with a Canadian police officer, Kim Rosmo. Um, he worked to arrest Robert Picton or the pig farmer killer. He was a big guy in Saskatchewan. Sure. Did he use pigs to eat people? No, yeah, I think he had a pig farm and buried uh, bodies of sex workers on his farm. Oh. I think that's why we drank did an episode on this and possibly my favorite murder, but I haven't gotten that far enough into it. Well, we'll figure it out. Um, from what I recall, when police raided his, like, compound slash farm there was like a strung up corpse and stuff on his property wait don't spoil too much maybe we'll do it um we like a, a good saskatchewan story yeah so train them and uh this canadian police officer kim rosmo they work to determine um the killer's anchor point or like where his home base would be and like how we'd fan out yeah 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 i've seen that in criminal minds spencer reed does it all the yeah time. apparently this guy uh kim rosmo He's, like, one of the few Canadian officers to get, like, a degree in, like, criminology or something. Like he was, like, he was really instrumental in finding this, uh, the pig, pig farmer killer. And he, like, used this, his method of anchoring, pointing this killer to determine where they would live. This is a male? Yeah, Kim is a male. I didn't know that either until I looked up his picture, like, four hours ago. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, uh, maybe you should get the, you know, the... The gender right. And, and less Google led me astray. Kim Rosmo, the pictures I saw, were a male and he was a Canadian police officer. What could that... Is Kimberly a male name too? Like Ashley or... I'm not sure. I know my dad had an acquaintance that was whose name was Kim. Um, so working to determine where he would have had his home base, they determined it would be Congress Heights, which means... Nothing to me because I'm not familiar with DC 
geography. But that means something to DC police and Maryland police. So they can like uh, narrow down this guy's area. They had a strong suspect. Um, his name was Robert Askins. He was apparently involved in the poisoning death of a prostitute uh, in the 20s or 30s, I believe it was. I didn't write that date down. Oops. Um, Wait, the 20s to 30s he murdered someone? This guy's old. Yeah, I think at the time of um, all these girls' deaths, he was in his 50s. No, no. But that would be the difference. Oops. That would be the difference. He would be like 70. Listen. I saw 20s in his description. Yeah, and now we're in the 70s, which is a 50-year difference, but he's not murdering at age one. This guy's too old. If you're coming to me for, like, factual, like, legit information, I can give you to that, that to you, like, 95% of the time. No, I'm just saying this is not him. Also, if he went by Bob and his last name is Askins, he could go be by B. Askins, which is Baskins, and he could be Baskin Robbins. That could be who started Baskin Robbins. Oh my gosh! Now I get it. 31 flavors of crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it 31? I think so. I've never been. Um, so yeah, they had this guy they were like really they really liked for this this crime or these serial murders. Um, when police got a warrant to search his house and vehicle, they found photos of young girls and women, soiled scarves, um, buttons and a gold earring in his car's back seat. Um, but ultimately they couldn't like pin anything on yeah. him. They also could not find any like tying they couldn't find any green carpet fibers anywhere in his house or his car to be like right these were all these bodies um they also couldn't match any of his hairs they found on, on the victims yeah even though you know like hair analysis is not like a yeah, legit not science great. yeah no um profiling that the police went forward with like they determined it was it was uh, the killer was probably like an educated high school educated uh, male uh-huh. who didn't know how to maintain healthy relationships relationships with women right obviously yeah um and he was probably either lived alone or with an older woman okay but that's about as far as they got stop nope they didn't solve it please tell me they solved no it. no person was ever formally charged no. with being the, the freeway phantom no it's still a cold case no that no. six girls six african-american <sighs> girls ranging from 10 to 18. 18. No. Were raped and strangled. No. And this guy's dead now. Well, probably. Well. Either that or he went, he went, or he's in prison already for another crime. Um, a lot of articles that I saw mentioned that you probably never heard of this case just because of like, it was black girls that oh, got killed. Oh, that's also messed up. And I, I honestly had never heard of this case before. How'd you find it? I looked up like unsolved or oh you wanted to be like a jerk and find an unsolved case this week yep rude and it just happened to be an unsolved serial murder oh that's so sad Mm -hmm. well yeah i mean it probably didn't go very noticed because it was all black girls yeah (sighs) that's mean of you how many times are you gonna do this to me Mm, I think it's good to keep it interesting. I, I mean, know. sometimes I personally like like the unknown of it. Do you? Yeah. Do you? It could be anybody, like the Zodiac. 
could be like your grandfather. Could be the Zodiac. My grandfather could be the Zodiac? Sure. My current living grandfather? Sure, why not? Anybody could be the Zodiac. Where did the Zodiac live? San Francisco. Yeah, no, he has never lived in California. That you know of. No, I know. Although, in the summers, he was gone every weekend. <gasps> he was just flying to San Francisco and murdering people? It's possible. But anyway, yeah. All right. Boop boop. Uh, Hannah Hart. My drunk kitchen. Oh. You met her. Hashtag I met her. Hashtag you met her and had teenage acne and long hair when you did. Yeah. I was at a food bank giving to the less fortunate. The less fortunate. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Can I quote something I've never seen before? I don't think I've ever seen the movie either. Yeah, okay. I don't even know what it's called. Matt McConaughey's in it. Yep. That's all that matters. Do you want to hear a story about Ephrata Washington? Are you afraid of Washington? Ephrata. Afraid. Afraida? Afraid of Washington? Frida? Okay. I'm going to guess it's Ephrata. I never said yes, by the way. I don't care. I'm going to guess it's Ephrata, but I could be wrong. Anyways. Ephrata Washington. We have a situation. So, we have two boys. The first boy is Evan Savoie. Savoie. I'm going to guess it's Savoie. I could be wrong. But he was born in 1990. They don't have the exact date. But he was born in 1990. So, this is pretty close to How do they not have the exact date of this? It's not published. Isn't all births published in the hospital? I didn't. I don't think you can access hospital records. It's not on any... FOIA. You can Freedom of Information Act that stuff, no? I'm not about to, like, ask the hospital for his birth date. It's a small detail what month he was born. He was born in 1990. I need to know if he's a Virgo or not. Okay. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. So, Evan Savoie, born in 1990... Uh, he's a pretty good kid. He was the, known as the class clown, and he was very popular, so he had a lot of friends. And he really didn't get in much trouble at school. He wasn't interested in violent shows. He wasn't interested in violent video games. He was a pretty run-of-the-mill kid. And then he had a friend named James, Jake Eakin, who was also born in 1990. He was polite and friendly. That's what kids said about him, and adults as well. But sometimes he was picked on for his size. He couldn't read that well. Um, so he was in a couple special education classes. But besides that, he was quiet and shy, but nice to all the students in his class. And they were known to be friends. However, Evan was kind of the leader. You know, he was the popular kid. He was a class clown. And later on in life, the two of the boys were interviewed and it'll make more sense later, but Evan said that Jake wasn't really his best friend. In fact, he said that he was a step lower and called him his step friend. Step friend, not even like an acquaintance. No, a step friend. Not a full friend, a step friend. Like a friend you got from like a marriage. Yeah, like you feel like you should be friends with him, but you're not really friends with him. He's a friend because, you know, he's there and he's available. Mm -hmm. So those two were good friends. But 
Your work continued on the back of your page. Yep. <laughs> you don't bullet. You don't highlight. You don't... Oh, I got, I got, oh, I got bullets. I don't got headers though. You don't have headers. I don't, I don't got, I got at least for this one. I just had. Oh, I have headers. Girl's name, facts. I don't have continued. Okay, I have, I have headers. <laughs> I have the afterwards. I have the crime. I have continued. I have the trap. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a nerd. Um. Spoiler alert, and it'll make more sense later, but those two ended up getting... Doing a crime. Yeah, those two together committed a crime. They ended up killing a classmate, and the victim's name was Craig Sorger. Sorger? Sorger? I don't know. I'm, I don't know if you'll get to it, uh, or if it matters, or were you in America? I said a fraud of Washington like seven times. Oh, I thought, you, I thought it was the name of the person. No. I said, do you want to know about a crime in Ephrata, Washington? My bad. <laughs> I've been drinking. You think that the person's name is Ephrata, Washington? Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, okay, that's fair. That's fair, like Denzel. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Craig Sorger was the victim. He was born on February 10th, 1990. The reason his date is published is because he's deceased. Um, he was autistic, but he was a... F- highly functioning so he was able to be in most classes normally he had a few special education class- classes but for the most part his autism didn't affect his daily life he loved science video games and race cars and he was fairly small for his age he didn't have too many friends because of his disability and therefore was kind of a vulnerable subject so that's a background of the three boys that are the main characters of our story. Okay. So on February 15th, 2003, so the two boys, Evan and Jake, are 13, and Craig is also just barely turned 13. All right. Uh, Jake and Evan showed up to Craig's house and invited him out to play. And this is kind of a big deal because Craig, like I said, didn't have too many friends. His autism kind of made his classmates have judgments against him when necessarily they shouldn't have. So since this was like a special occasion and his mom was excited that schoolmates wanted to play with him, he uh, he had begged his mom to let him go and she was, you know, happy to let him go. So, so he was going over to their house? He, they just said, hey, can Craig come out to play? And Craig's brother later in an interview had said that he had seen those two classmates before and known that they had interacted in school. So he was like, yeah, these two are in his class. It's fine. But his mom was very happy that two students came and invited him out. So the three boys go to a park and they're playing near this canal for a little bit. And then Evan suggests that they go and build a fort. Not... Not like ours. Not like ours. Not like this. <laughs> a little bit more rustic than our king-size blanket fort with our I mean, lamp in it. You could find a blanket in the woods coming soon. That sounds like a horror movie. A blanket in the woods. Yeah. So the three go- boys go. Fort. Blip, 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 fort. So when they go to build a fort, they need to pick a good spot for it. So Evan told Craig that he should feel the ground to see if it was wet or not because they don't want it to be wet. And he said he should feel the ground in an area for at least 10 seconds. Interesting. So Craig is like, oh, yeah, of course. And he 
bends down and is feeling the ground. And while he's on the ground, Evan takes a rock about the size of a basketball and drops it on his neck. So this does not kill him, but it severely injures him and he's down on the ground. And while he's on the ground, Evan starts to stab Craig over and over again. And when the coroner's did his autopsy, it turns out that he was stabbed five times in the torso and at least 34 times in the head and neck. I just, I feel like a, you said 13 year old? Yeah. Has enough strength to push something through the human skull. I mean, I think they do for one. I guess if you're like hopped up on like adrenaline and stuff. And two, it kind of depends on what you're using. You know, like, if I took a Swiss Army knife, probably it would be hard. But if I took, like, one of the knives we use in our kitchen, probably not that hard. Yeah, I just imagine, like, stabbing through bone to be difficult. Especially, I... like, the skull. I don't know. Since uh... it's, like, four to three to f- multiple well, bones. Maybe it was the base of the head. I don't know. I'm thinking too much about that feeling now. What a blade going through your Gah. skeleton! Gah. Yeah, actually, in interviews, also they don't really know what he. I used? mean, well, they they know he used a knife, obviously, but um, Jake Evans' friend said that he never even saw anything; that he just saw him pushing on the body and blood coming on his clothes. I mean, also along the fact or the, along the lines of like. I imagine the rock, a rock the size of a basketball, is quite heavy. Yeah. How was like a thirteen-year-old? Well, think about it. You okay? Think about you as a thirteen-year-old, right? You're like almost to. in high school. I don't want to think about that. Time. Okay, but you're almost in high school. Uh huh. You could pick up a rock like that. I just, I'm just not thinking. He's like struggling. I'm, just, I'm and like in my mind, I'm imagining like he's dropping it from like above his head. Yeah, but he's not like forcing it. You you don't need any strength to drop it. I guess I just would imagine, um, would you say his name was? Evan. Evan would, like, hear him. Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. Yeah, sorry. I would imagine, like, Craig would hear him, like, struggling to, like, lift up this, like, rock and then drop it. Maybe, but you also, uh, probably, but you got to think, one, he was excited to play with these pop, this popular kid and his friend, and two, like, he might not. No, I'm sure it happened all the, really, really fast. And, yeah. like, you can't, like, my, analyze these minute details. I'm just, like, in my head, I'm, like... You're trying to rationalize yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's stabbing him over and over. And later during trials, when they're both interviewed, Jake said that during this time, Craig is trying to escape and get away and repeatedly asks Evan why he's doing this. And he's begging for him not to so at this point evan is taking all of the actions against craig but he's not satisfied with that so evan pushes jake into helping with the murder and listen i never ever 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 say this word ever but i have to so I just want to stipulate it. Fucking. 
No, 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 no. It's, no, it's way worse. I just want to say I hate, I don't know if I've ever said this word before. It's getting me like all riled up thinking about saying it. Get ready, world. Here it comes. No, it's bad. Uh, okay. So Evan's not satisfied with Jake not helping. So he repeatedly calls him a faggot and is goading him into helping with the murder. So Jake doesn't like being called this, obviously. So he wants to prove his worth to Evan, the the cool, popular kid. So he takes a tree branch and he repeatedly beats Craig with it in the head and legs. And this is a whole branch. So he's doing this over and over and eventually he's beating him so hard that the branch breaks and he picks up another one and continues it. After they're both done, which it's a matter of minutes that both of them are satisfied, Evan shakes Jake's hand and tells him not to tell anybody what happened. And they decide to go home. Did he like spit in it to like make it actually binding? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they just had a handshake. Although I'm not sure. Have you ever had a spit shake? No. What's it called? Spit swap swap spit. I think sp- uh, spit? Sw- swap spit is probably like making out. Oh, spit. Take. No. Not spit takes when you spit out. <laughs> I don't know. After I think it has funny. a name. I've, no, I've never had one of those. Yeah, me neither. Um, but before they leave the area, Evan washes his clothes because he stabbed this guy like 39 times. He washes his clothes in a pond and he also washes his face and, and hair and things that were like not salvageable, like his overshirt, he leaves in the pond and the bo- both boys go home to their respective houses. Craig's mother starts to become worried because he never stays out late. Um, Do you know how long it's been since he's, like, said, can I go out? They came in the late afternoon, so it hasn't been very long. They weren't playing in the park for very long before this happened. But it's starting to become darker, and Craig has a lot of anxieties. Um, I've known some people with autism, and there's, like... At least the people I've known, there's, they enjoy routine and schedules, mm-hmm. so he's never out late. He's also afraid of the dark, so she's starting to become really worried about him. So she goes out to look for him and finds his body on a trail in the park that he said he was going to with the boys. Um, she finds him warm to the touch, but she knew he wasn't with her anymore. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he was warm is because he was dragged over into a pile of leaves and the leaves have kept in the warmth from his body. They buried him in the leaves? They just like brought him into a leaf pile. They like didn't cover the whole body, but they just like dragged him away and left him in there. Um, so she's clearly upset and the police come to ask the two different boys what had happened and they both said that he headed back to his house around 4.30 and they stayed in the park so they don't know what happened. So 
They were both like, we have no idea. We were still here. He went home on his own. The next morning, Evan's mother saw that there were wet clothes in the bathroom. And she was like, what happened? Like, what actually happened that night? Because she didn't understand why his clothes would be wet from the night that he came back from the park. And he, Evan said that Craig had actually been climbing a tree and fell. And Evan ran over to take his pulse and see if he was still alive, got Mm -hmm. blood on his clothes and thought he would be in trouble from it. So he washed himself off and then ran home and didn't say anything because he didn't want to get in trouble. So, um, the police, Then go back to question Jake, the other boy, and he said the exact same story, but it was very slightly different. Instead of Craig falling off the tree branch, he said that all three of them fell off a tree branch and Craig was the only one who got hurt. So they're both saying... Similar-ish things. Yeah. And the parents are both like, these are our little boys. They've never been in trouble. They've never had any violent inklings, anything like that. They're like, these are our boys. They're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So they are both holding to this fact. However, the the police don't necessarily believe that that's the case. Yeah, it's right. They shouldn't. Right. I mean, yeah. The parents are like, giving this story that that's the case and that someone must have stabbed him after the boys had left the park. They just, like, in their story, he fell off the tree, he was bleeding, and they just ran away. And some, Because they didn't want to get in trouble. Some guy came up and just, like... Stabbed him. Shanked this, yeah. this kid. Right. Because the autopsy already said he'd been stabbed 39 times mm-hmm. or whatever. And the parents were like, that's... Someone must have come up and done that. The police aren't so sure, so they charge both of the boys with first-degree murder. And both of them are held on $1 million bails. Okay. They stick to this story of innocence and uh, not knowing what happened after they left for months. They're like, we didn't do it. Um, Although Jake at one point changes the story again and said, oh, I wasn't even there when Evan ran up to take his polls. I went to go get sodas. So they're sticking to their innocence, but Jake is, like, wobbly with his story. Police are starting to see that he's the one to go after. Right. And that is the case. So both of them are put in jail, like I said, with first-degree murder, and both of them are going to be tried as adults. Which is a big deal because they're like barely 13. Yeah, they're like five or six years away from. Yeah, but the amount of violence in this case is just so extreme. They're like, these boys need to be tried as adults. Um, they're actually not 13 yet when this happens. So They turned 13 during the trials? Well, they're 12... So, the murder takes place on February 15th. So, their birthday is after February 15th. So, they're both 12. um, And they're the youngest murder defendants in the state of Washington since 
don't know if you're good to this. Did they ever say at any point why they decided we're going to kill somebody? I'll get to that. But they're the youngest murder defendant since 1931. And in case you're curious, I was. I was like, what happened in 1931? In 1931, a 12-year-old shot a sheriff. Badass. Yeah, right? And he was tried as an adult. And probably found guilty. Yeah. But I was like, he shot a sheriff? But he didn't. He shot the deputy? You know what I mean? I would laugh, but I had a mouthful of beer. Oh, well, thank you for telling me you would laugh. That means a lot. Um, so these two are in jail. They're waiting for their trial. They're saying they're innocent. They're both being going to be tried as adults. And in 2005... So that's, we're two years after it happened. In 2005, Jake decides to confess to his murder, to his role in the murder. We all knew Jake was going to cave. He was there. He wasn't there. He was getting sodas. He wasn't getting Mm -hmm. sodas. He wasn't a really big part in it. So he decides to confess. Also, I just wanted to say this is completely tangential. But every time you say Jake, I just go to, like, Jake Sully from Avatar. <laughs> Which I saw for the first time last month. Yeah, for everyone that remembers Avatar so fondly since 2011, whenever it came out, I just go to Jake Sully every time you say Jake. I didn't love that movie. I'm gonna, not going to lie. I thought it was boring. I'm, I'm just losing people here with my opinions on movies. Avatar The Last Airbender is better Look, I just gained some viewers, listeners. Um, okay, so he decides to confess. And when he confessed and explained, he said that, first of all, it was premeditated. Evan came up to Jake that day and said, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it now. And this was in reference to a plan that he had been talking to Jake about which involved killing Craig and then the owner of Craig's trailer park. And this was just... Like Craig's trailer park is just like completely unrelated. It's just a guy named Craig that owns a trailer park? No, no, no. The trailer park that Craig lived in. Oh, Craig lived in a trailer park. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Craig's trailer park. He wanted to kill the owner and he wanted to kill Craig. Why that guy? Just fuck that guy? Yep. Um, Evan had talked... Very briefly, this was not like a recurring theme in Evan's life, but he had talked briefly about wanting to kill people. Like, it was very short term. And then he had decided on Craig and the trailer park owner, and that was it. And obviously, he never killed the trailer park owner, but he did kill Craig. It was just spontaneous. There was no reasoning behind it. It was just like, these two. Um, And he had talked to Jake and was like, it's today. And Jake's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, that thing you mentioned, like, months ago. No, no, no. It wasn't even, like, it was not that thought out, like, long ago. It was just, like, what, a couple days before? It doesn't say the exact, like, timeline, but in every article I read, it was just, like, there was not a theme of violence in most of their lives. Which is the weird part, and it gets into this idea of what is violence, because does violence stem from something, or can it just be... Nature versus nurture? Well, not necessarily even that. It's just, can it just 
bud out of nowhere and then go away because neither of these boys ever had any inkling for it. They did say that at some point they had looked through journals and Jake had found that he was idolizing snipers and their ability to just shoot people and that was it. And he had written about that in a journal. But well, I mean, why snipers though? Like soldiers also to shoot people and that's it. Well, because they never he was idolizing ones in Washington, DC that had shot people and never were found. Remember what that guy's name is? Yeah. Clock uh clock tower sniper? No. I don't know, but the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. Um I but besides I didn't know that was unsolved. Yeah. But besides that Neither of them were ever even unruly. And after this, they never even, like... It was just a very random event. And psychologists talking to these boys and about these boys were like, I can't find anything that would suggest that these boys would be like this. Also, I can't find anything that would suggest they would continue to be like this. And it's just like a random violent event. Mm -hmm. And people have been trying for ages to understand the nature of crimes and violence and these guys are just like this weird blip where all of a sudden they're both violent and then you could argue that jake was the instigator you said yeah no no evan evan you could argue that jake was like goaded into it well yeah he was called a faggot yeah so like is that really, like, him personally wanting to do violent acts, or is it, like, I need to, like, show this kid up to make him shut up? That makes sense for Jake, but Evan? Okay, Jake was the one who wrote about the snipers. Okay. Evan never showed anything. He was polite. He was, like, popular and kind of, like, cocky in that way, but besides that, he was never disobedient he didn't cause trouble like he never played violent video games he never did anything it was just all of a sudden like i'm gonna kill these guys and did it and that was it and they both after the fact were like yeah i guess we deserve that sentence Mm -hmm. so it's it's weird it's definitely interesting but um so he lets you know he lets people know about Jake's intention of killing the trailer park owner and Craig. And then he pleads guilty to second degree murder by complicity. And he agrees to testify against Evan. For his own trial, he was he was given 14 years in prison and thought that was a fair amount. In 2006... Evan was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to 26 years in prison. Okay. And they were both tried as adults. Possibility of parole? Not that it matters, really, but... I didn't see anything about that. It was just... 26 years. Yeah. It was a point of contention of whether or not they should be tested. uh, They should be tried as adults or not. Because they were 12 at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But... They, the local court decided that they should be tried as adults, and it did go to federal court, and... Were they, they tried to, like, appeal it or something, or... Yeah, and they denied it and just kept it as as it was, and they were tried as adults. In 2011, 
However, so that's five years after he was convicted of first-degree murder, the conviction was overturned because Evan and his lawyer made an appeal saying that their his original trial was not a public trial. Certain parts of the you know confessions and the trial and everything were not made to the public and part of our bill of rights is the right to a public trial so they said okay you're right we didn't tell the public everything so they reviewed it again and in 2014 he received a new sentence of 20 years in prison for second degree murder anyway okay so we got Evan in prison till 20 years from 2003. You're doing that that voice that I was doing last week in the intro. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Evan's in prison till 2023. Um, Jake has a significantly shorter sentence. Jake Sully, sure. Jake Sully. And on June 12th, 2016, he had already been given work release. Because he was such an angel in prison and wonderful. They always are. Yeah, they are. So, on June 12th, he was supposed to show up for his work release job, but he didn't. Instead, he ran away. Tried to escape. To Mexico. Yeah, it doesn't say. Except he was caught by U.S. Marshals in South Dakota. Why go that way? Why not just go straight north into Canada? I don't know. What's in South Dakota? I would always go to Canada, given the option. What? There's nothing in Dakota, either of the Dakotas. That's not true. The Badlands are in South Dakota. Sorry, Dakotas, but... Like, no, the Badlands are my favorite national The Badlands park. are great, but, like, your cities... Okay, they smell like sewage. Could, oh, Sioux Falls. Sewage Falls. Bismarck, 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 you're okay in my book, but like you could use some work. Sewage Falls. Did you hear that? Nice. Thanks. Contract their like border commerce or whatever it's called. <laughs> so he was found in South Dakota and then they were like, well, you have to serve some more time. But he's been released to the world since then. And do you know what he does now? Mm, he works at a school. <sighs> No. Hell no. What school had hired him? You know what he does as a contributive member of society? You, the way you phrased that implied he worked at something so idiotic that it's It like, is why? idiotic. He works with like kids or something. I don't no, know. he doesn't. I mean, what he does is idiotic. He's a full-time anti-abortionist activist. You make money doing that? Anti-abortion activist. Shit, if you make money doing that, why wasn't I doing that for like three months? I could have been making money. Because you don't believe in anti-abortion. Instead of sitting on my ass. You're not an anti-abortion person. Yeah, but I could have been making money. I don't have to believe in it. He is an anti-abortion activist in Spokane, Washington. Oh, Spokane, okay. Washington's, you know, well known for its conservative views. Is it? No. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> Let me tell you about this fun story that I like went down a small rabbit hole with. Okay, so he's an anti-abortion activist, and apparently he found God in prison, like we all do. Uh-huh. So, he found God and realized that abortion was killing children. Spoiler alert, he killed a child. But anyway... Had a hand in killing a child. Yeah. 
with a who's this, who's tree to, branch. Who's to say actually killed him, though? That's true. It's unclear. But, so there was a, a city council member named Mike Fagan, and he was running again. And he invited Jake to speak about anti-abortion Measures. ideas. Um, and he claimed that he didn't know that Jake was a murderer. a murderer when he invited him to speak, but he wanted him to, like, talk about what he felt. It's because... like Donald Trump endorsed, like, having allowing uh, D- David Duke to, like, support him. Yeah. And when Jake came to speak, he talked about making Spokane a sanctuary city for the unborn. Great again. What? Make Spokane great again. Make Spokane a great city for the what unborn. What year is this again? This is after 2016. This is like last year. Okay. So yeah, great again. This is r- real relevant. Um, so he wanted to make it a sanctuary city for the unborn. And when he was interviewed for the piece with Mike Fagan, he said, I've been thrown in jail. Been under an FBI investigation, faced unjust probation violations, received hundreds of death threats, because I won't stop working to abolish abortion. So unjust. Mm. He received all those things and is also that thing. Can you correlate the two? Probably not. Um... Then, people told Mike Fagan, did you know you had a murderer interviewed for your special on why you should be city council again? He's like, no, of course I didn't. And he says, no, of course he didn't. But, he said, I wish I had known. I would have been able to make this an interesting angle for our piece on, you know, how he had become a new person who understood that abortion is wrong and that taking children's lives is wrong. Child murderer says killing kids is wrong. Yes. Yes. Um, also in news, water is wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually said that people who get abortions should be given the, the death, death penalty. And also, he probably should have gotten the death penalty. So he realizes he's in the same boat, but... He's been saved by Jesus, and Jesus realizes that he has a place in this world. Also, he hates public schools. So he says that, quote, and I quote, Abortion is one form of child sacrifice, and public education is another. So he uses his platform as city council lapdog to talk about abortion and public schools. Solid. Class. Not the cat class. We're talking about real class. The entire case is interesting. One, because it sparked this huge discussion about who should be tried as adults and who should be tried as juveniles. And then it just, like I said, it sparked that discussion on what creates violence. Does violence just exist? Can it just be like this burst and then disappear? Does it have to be this recurring theme throughout a person's life? Do they have this disposition to it? Um, or can it just be an isolated situation? And also, like, this guy's become an even bigger dick. Or tool. No. Tools, you know, tools are helpful. 
I know tool is a negative word, but like, God, this guy's a douchebag. That's also a tool. And that's my story. Sticking to it. All right. We both had like young people dying. Yeah. Yeah, that we did. Innocence dying. Um, Alex, do you have something strange that someone has uttered? I do, in fact, have something strange that someone has uttered. Lay it on me. You know, we both, or just like four one, we both heard this at the same time. But um, both out at, at a bar. Yep, like and, we uh, do. We're both at a bar, like we frequent. Super frequent, or we're just, like we drink so much. Oh, 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 oh! Before we say this, just real quick. Oh, I already said we drink a lot, so. I'm. I know, but before you say that, before you say the thing. Can I just say that there was this fundraiser that said for kids' sake, and I read it as kids' sake, and that's how you know you're a, you've got a problem, is if you read you sake as you, sake. You don't even like sake. I don't, but I said for kids' sake, what the hell? Curse words. I know. Anyway, tell me. Nevertheless, the bartender that's so serving our, our drinks, mm-hmm. he's talking to this, like, couple i think they were a couple mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um next to us mm-hmm. and who even knows what how even they got on this topic but the bartender goes have you ever noticed that white supremacists are always like the most retarded uh, unintelligent people ever like how do you feel so supreme if you're the worst example of humanity you hillbilly you use the hard r in that we don't use the hard r and this is like a public place. It's not like it's just like him and his friends. It's just like open air, talking like a hotel lobby bar. It was a hotel. Okay. Let's just just, just just take this apart. First of all, I like to think that Ithacans don't use the R word. He did. I will give him this. What makes you think you're so supreme? I never thought of, like, white supremacy as, like, feeling like you're most more supreme. So, kudos to that. But, like, this is the problem with liberals. College-educated liberals. No, I don't even know if he's got a college degree. Um, this is the problem with liberal humans, and I'm speaking as one of them. Is that we have this issue where we just like blanket statement people and it just basically puts earmuffs on us where we can't hear the other side. And he's like... Well, you both sides do that. Oh, no, 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 I know. Oh, oh, 100%. But like, bro, maybe don't call people retarded. Especially in a public place. Where other people can hear you. Maybe you're like a manager or you're a boss. Well, nobody should be calling anybody retarded anywhere. I hate that. Hate that. Second of all, I've known some pretty educated white supremacists. It's just like this strange things folks utter. It's It was just a basket of explosive words. We got white supremacy. We got the R word. 
We got hillbillies. We got unintelligent. It's just an explosion of rude comments. Trigger words. Trigger words. Rude comments. Like, calm down. You know what you talk at, about as a bartender? Like, how's your day going? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ithaca isn't snowing today. Like, I would like to imagine that the bartender himself did not, like, bring up somehow, like, white supremacy. But how do you even, like... What's get, a segue? How do you get that far into that conversation and be like, all right, here's the hard R. Let's uh, let's do this thing. Uh. Uh. I just want to... This was, like, I don't know, what, 5.30 yeah, on, like, it was a early. Friday? Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even a Friday, I don't think. Maybe it was a Thursday. I don't know. Still, people are just like drinking to like and it's a enjoy hotel. their night. Yeah. It's a hotel. People are just walking through, going to their rooms or doing whatever. And it's like, if you happen to walk by and overhear that, uh, that's your life now. Touch uh, is ours. Uh, don't say these things. This guy had a lot of questionable decisions as a bartender he made a pretty okay cocktail though the second one was better than the first that's always how it is the first cocktail is like really watered down so you're like i could do another one and then they make the second one way much better yes way much better (laughs) and then you're like wow this is really good i can go for a third one and it's even better because you're already a little buzzed all right well anyways i think that'll do us for this week thank you to everyone that's uh, been listening so far we are over the moon ecstatic with our new listeners that we've gotten in the last week it's like triple to quadruple the numbers that we had before it's awesome we're very happy we hope you guys are happy please let us know if you are don't let us know if you're not it'll hurt our egos yeah. Um we are available at Sad Tales Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else allows reviews. Yeah, we're available on Spotify, we're available on Stitcher, we're available on Podbean, we're available on Podcast Addict. We're in a lot of places. If we're not and you are somehow listening to this, let us know and we'll get there. What? I don't know. They'll figure it out. Okay. Um, And please let your friends know. Share the love. Share the true crime. Share the hilarity of my scratchy voice and Alex's wonderful wit. And we will be with you again in a week. Okay. We love you. Bye.